No Joe Mixon, no Jamar Chase, no problem. The Bengals beat the Tennessee Titans on the road in a tough physical game. Let's talk about it. What it do is the 513 with your boy J.E. on the Wisconsin Podcast. Hope you all had a phenomenal week, a uh, great weekend, and uh, getting ready to take on the week. The Bengals went to Tennessee in Nashville in a revenge game for the Tennessee Titans, and uh, they completely out-physical them. Uh, the game, the score ended up being 20-16, to a Bengals victory. We know the way it ended with the penalty on Tennessee Titans for hitting the, the snapper. Uh, you can't do that. Never have been able to do that in high school, in college, uh, and at the NFL level. So it definitely was a penalty. People might complain about it, but the rules are the rules. Um, so it was it was a good game, man. The first quarter went scoreless. Second quarter, Titans and Bengals uh, both scored 10 points. Third quarter, both teams scored three points. In the fourth quarter, the Bengals got the edge. They scored seven points, and Titans were only able to uh, put up three points in the fourth quarter, which ultimately, you know, that was the game-winning game-winning drive that we had. Um, the Bengals had a really good drive in the fourth quarter. And honestly, overall in that game, it felt like the offense really could have put up a lot more points. But due to a lot of the penalties and things like that, I mean, it, it, really, it really just kind of stifled the Bengals offense. Um, I, I felt like they really faced little to no resistance in the sense that they were moving, but then when they would get moving, you see a flag or they would get a stop on defense and have good field position and they would get a flag and put us back in our own territory. So um, quite, frank, quite frankly, early in that game, it was a field position battle and it was a lot of good punts from Drew Chrisman, um, a lot of good punts from the kids Stonehouse over there in Tennessee and uh, overall, just a really good physical, almost like an AFC North matchup when you look at this game. Um, I, I think Zach Taylor was saying before the game or maybe after the game, there isn't a team in the NFL that really <laughs> fits the mold of AFC North style football quite like the Tennessee Titans uh, do, right? We, we saw what they can do. We saw how physical they are. And, of course, they got Derrick Henry, the king. Uh, one of the most physical backs and best backs in the NFL right now. Uh, and the Bengals, although they were, you know, averaging, I think, around 4.6 yards per carry, they held their carry in that game to 2.2 yards per carry. He had the one big play on the screen, but outside of that, you know, he had a couple big runs that were probably for eight yards. Uh, he was stifled, man. And the defense, credit to DJ Reader. Credit to the linebackers. Credit to everybody on that team: CTB, Eli Apple, Javon Bell, Jesse Bates, for making tackles. Right, making tackles, being physical at the point of attack, and running to the football, which is um, really one of the best ways and biggest ways to get a guy like Derek Henry on the ground. Um, Bengals. When you look at this game overall, I, I thought it was a very um, it was a really good game, like I said before. Bengals controlled time of possession with 32 minutes to uh, Tennessee Titans 28. Bengals got 21 first downs, had 374 total yards, 
266 passing yards, 108 rushing yards, which was a big deal because Tennessee Titans coming into this game were the best run defense in the NFL, if I can recall correctly. Um, Bengals had nine penalties. Titans had eight. It didn't seem like they had eight, <laughs> but they did have eight penalties, and it didn't quite seem like it. The return game this week wasn't as good as it was last week against the Steelers. I think Travion was back there, but it just wasn't the same. Um, I think we had a total of 24 return yards, probably a lot of those on punt return. Um, and then ultimately we ran 66 plays, 10 more plays in Tennessee, which of course was that final drive. Uh, and they averaged 5.7 yards per play. And Tennessee actually beat them there with 6.1. So um, when you look at the box scores, the evenly matched game, and the Bengals really did, to me, um, control the pace in the fourth quarter. It was a really impressive game uh, all around from a couple of different people. But a couple of people, I think, really stepped up. Samaj P. Ryan, Joe Mixon being out. Samaj had to step up and, and have a good day. Uh, he only had he had 17 rushes for 58 yards and 3.4 yards per carry. But I'm telling you, it felt like he did a lot more than that. <laughs> it truly did. Uh, but he really, you know, look, man, he, he only averaged 3.4 yards per carry. He had one touchdown, but he was breaking tackles, and he seemed to be delivering the punishment to Tennessee defenders. Um, Joe Burrow had some good runs there. He was nine rushes for 32 yards, uh, 3.6 yards per carry, one for 13 yards. That went for a first down. Um, and then when you look at when you look at uh, Travion Williams, he had two carries for 18 yards, but of course. He had the one run that went for 16 yards. That was an incredible run. And uh, when I saw that run from Trevion, I said, man, this guy needs snaps. I don't know how we can get him involved in the game plan or what we can do, but this guy feels like a guy, to me, that'd be a really good running back if he was getting 15 to 16 yards per carry, right? I don't I don't know. I mean, I think Joe Mixon is extremely special and 100% is the lead back for us, and there's no doubt about that. But Travion, man, he, he's got some juice. And um, I think it's not a knock on Joe Mixon if you have more people getting some touches to, first of all, preserve Joe Mixon and, and you know, lengthen his career, but also as well, too, to get some other guys in the mix and maybe do a, a change of pace. Um, so it was a really, really good game, man. I thought the Bengals did great. They went on the road. They're now 7-4, and four, uh, winning five of their last six. That loss coming to the Browns on, um, on I think, Halloween is what that loss was. And uh, quite frankly, the Bengals went undefeated in November, right? And they are the only Bengals team, or not the only Bengals team, they're the last Bengals team to do it since 1982, which is a big deal, right? Um, you know, November was a big deal there to get back where you need to be. But right here coming up in this December stretch is exactly – you know, it's exactly what you play the game for. High stakes, everything's in the line, and you're fighting for your playoff lives every single week. We know they got the Chiefs, got the Browns, they haven't seemed to be in a couple of years. Um, they got the Bills, they got the Patriots. Who else do we play? Ravens. I think I might be missing one more team. But that's pretty much the bulk of it, right? Bills, Ravens, Patriots, Chiefs. Browns, um, and that, and that may be, I'm not quite sure, but those games right there are huge games. Every game's huge. Uh, you get a chance to play the Patriots, which 
there in the wild card race were ahead of them, but you get that game and then, hey, you're talking about if the Bengals can really win, you know, the majority of these next uh, five games, they have a chance to potentially be the second seed. They really do. They have a chance to make teams have to travel to them. And that would be huge getting home field advantage at Paycor Stadium. Uh, it'd be something we hadn't experienced in a while. Uh, and I, I think it's a realistic possibility, right? I, I think it's realistic. If you look at the Chiefs that we got coming up this week and the most recent game on the horizon, um, I think the Chiefs are an incredible team. Patrick Mahomes, as we all know, is one of the most incredible quarterbacks that we've ever seen in our lifetime. <laughs> Uh, he's probably the top, not probably, he is the top quarterback right now in the NFL. Um, but the Bengals have beaten him twice. And Lou Anarumo is a phenomenal defensive coordinator. And quite frankly, he's coming in the pay court. Um, it's not going to be a walk in the park. I do know Patrick Mahomes and the team are going to be fired up and want to go ahead and, and whoop on the Bengals. But Let's be real about this, man. The Bengals are a tough team. and It's not going to be a walk in the park. They're not going to lay down. And with balance and with Jamar Chase coming back this week, the Bengals have a chance to really beat the Chiefs and beat the Browns and be at 9-4. And, four. and uh, man, if you, you know, if you would have told me at starting 0-2, the Bengals would come back be at seven and four with an opportunity to be eight and four and beat the Chiefs and then play a Browns team that has Deshaun Watson, which Deshaun Watson's a pretty incredible quarterback from what we know in the past. He's probably going to be rusty, right? But um, I tell you, man, I still believe, I, I believe that, right? Because this is a team I never give up on or never lose faith in because of what they did last season, because of what we knew they should be this season because of what we knew they could accomplish this season. Bengals fans were in an uproar, not because they didn't believe in the team. They were in an uproar because they knew that what this team was capable of. We knew that this team really showed me a drop, like maybe two games. Um, but nonetheless, look, it, it's, they are where they are right now. They're seven and four. They're in really good position. They're at the sixth seed right now in the, in the, in the wild card race or the playoff race is what you want to call it. And um, they're in a really good spot, man. They control their own destiny. They play everybody they need to play to get into the playoffs. And they truly, truly control their own destiny. Um, look, not looking ahead too much, but the Dolphins play the 49ers, right? And if the 49ers beat the Dolphins and we beat the Chiefs, we could potentially end up in the second or third seed, right? And, and there's still time for us to win the AFC North. Don't forget about that. There's still time for us to win the AFC North. Um, and we just saw the, the Ravens lose to the Jags. So big week coming up this week. We got the we got the, the Kansas City Chiefs. We need to go in there and out-physical them. We need to go in there and run the ball. We need to go in there and attack them deep vertically with our uh, receivers. Um, you know, Jamar Chase coming back. T. Higgins coming back. Oh, T. Higgins already here. Joe Mixon coming back. We need to attack the Chiefs. And um, we need to establish our dominance. We need to make it clear that, hey, this is Paycor, baby. You're walking into the jungle. And it ain't nothing sweet when you come to the jungle. And I think the, the, the Chiefs know that. So uh, I'm very excited for this week. I think the Bengals will end up getting the dub. I think it'll be a close one, a battle to the end, fourth quarter. 
Patrick Mahomes probably with the ball at the end of the game needs to go score a touchdown is what I'm expecting. Uh, but we'll see. That's just my expectation. I do think the Bengals are winning and move on to 84. And then you got the Browns, which I don't want to talk much about the Browns yet because they have been really, really pesky and they've been kind of like um, mosquitoes. And uh, <laughs> it's about time we get some off and put an end to that. But that'll be a conversation for next week. I appreciate you all tuning in. Hootay, I hope you have a phenomenal week. And we'll be back next week, as always, to talk about the Bengals and what to go and where to go from the, uh, the last Sunday. Catch you next week. <laughs>